beautiful. All right, let me pour a little drinky drink. Okay. Well, more like a little shoddy shot. Oh, that's what we're <laughs> doing. Yeah. Well, yes, that is what we're doing tonight. I'm not here to judge anybody. That's not true. But I won't judge you. <laughs> I'm about to say, uh, that's not it at all. That was okay, ready? Lie. I'm ready. Clink. Clinky clink. Drink. All right. What Oof. did you take a shot of? Um, whipped cream Burnett's vodka. Oh. Uh, mixed with some blue carousel. Mm. So How do you do good. that sugary crap? It really kills me. I really need to to lay off of it. Um, because anyway, <laughs> hi, and welcome to a new episode of booze and broadway i'm your licensed mixologist oh. uh, nathan brown because mixologist because of drinks and mixing because mm-hmm. of singing i think i told this joke um wooka, wooka. 40 years ago in this podcast and <laughs> no one ever like brought attention to it and it really upset me so <laughs> we just lost 18 followers fine um, bye <laughs> of our six so <laughs> <laughs> oh wait come back <laughs> um so yes, welcome. Uh, we're going to get drunk and we're going to get things wrong. And we're going to turn it over to our co-host to slate for us. Hi, I'm Kelsey and I'm co-hosting episode number 39, The Greatest Showman. Can you believe? I've gotten so many people asking for me to do this one and I was like, The Greatest Showman? I called dibs on this a long time ago because I yes, have you did. so much to say about this. And so do I. Um, and I'm I feel like we're going to agree. <laughs> you think we're going to agree? I do. Okay. So, uh, and what co-host are you? 39. Which means... It's almost the end of season two. Can you believe? I'm so proud of you. Who would have thought we've gotten this far? Look at us. Look at us now. Not me. That was <laughs> Look at the, us now. Look at us Not now. me. Not my mental illness. Happy Pride Month, everybody. Happy Pride. Way. Nathan has purple hair and black nails. Which, by the way, just so y'all know, uh, we were trying to explain Pride to Killian the other day. Um, I was not in the room, so I was listening to him explain to me what Pride was. And uh, what it boiled down to, I'm going to skip a lot of this story, but what it boiled down to was, it's the holiday you get to celebrate, Nathan. Oh, and I said, this it absolutely you. is. <laughs> we'll let you have this one. <laughs> Thanks so much, everyone. Um, so, yes, also, because it's near the end of the season, let us not forget the contest going on for free merchandise. Um I'm very excited to see who wins this because it's like neck and neck. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's neck it's and neck. So if any of y'all extra people want to hop in and do like 300 tags in the next week, that's yeah. going to be your only shot. <laughs> Just let us know. Um, so also, please don't forget, forget to rate, review. Please review. I love rating y'all's reviews. I think it's so fun. It is. Um, and with that, let's get into it. Oh, please let's. And now I'm mad. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm angry. (laughs) So, The Greatest Shaman. It's not um, that great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You tell me me how it got made. Okay. So, 
<laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get Tell to me it. how it got made so we can shit all over. So we can say how the fuck did this get made? So uh, The Greatest Showman is a 2017 American musical. Uh, it is written... It was, it was written by uh, Ginny Bix and Bill Condon. And the music is by Pasek and Paul, who y'all... If, if you're one of our younger audience members, they did um, Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. An- another show I have immense issues with. So maybe it's just Pasek and Paul. Here's the thing. There are songs are bops oh incredible songs but a boppy song does not a good song make nope (gasps) and we're gonna get into what i love the music in this yes but i think the music is the only good thing about this movie Mm. and and well i mean there's some really good performances in it but the the music does not make up for rewriting history I'm just I'm just gonna get into my thing. Okay, so yeah, go for it. <clears throat> I'm gonna take another shot. <laughs> Please do. You're gonna need it. Um, the soundtrack is incredible. Yes. The casting is incredible. Yes. The wardrobe, choreography, cinematography, oh incredible, stunning, perfect. Wouldn't change a thing. Why is this movie so bad? <laughs> because it, the movie is bad. Everything else is so good. So that it makes me even angrier that the movie is so bad. Yeah. So, yeah. It's yeah. infuriating. So, and, like, let me say this. Yeah. I have an unhealthy obsession with Zac Efron. Like, who doesn't? Right. Okay. So it's like, I one watch this friend, movie a lot, even though it's terrible. One of my friends in high school had a panic attack when he took his shirt off in high school musical. You know? Like, I'm not, ma'am. <laughs> I'm not far from that. Okay. <laughs> I have loved him since High School Musical 1 came out. Yes. And he has evolved with me. And we have evolved together. I was about to say, together. have you seen that meme where it's like, I would like to thank Zach Efron for evolving with my taste of men? I cannot tell you how many people sent it to me. It's like upwards of 14 people sent me that <laughs> Incredible. meme. And when, it, like, when Netflix announced they were doing that show with him, same thing. Like, uh, I got, like, everyone was sending me the articles. Where he cried when he ate that bread because he has, and, like, an mm-hmm. eating disorder. Yeah, because everyone's really mean to him because he's so beautiful. Mama. <laughs> it sounds stupid when I say it, but I know it's true. Yeah, no, I'm... Hollywood. I Hollywood, yeah. baby. Nice. Yeah. So, anyways, it's really upsetting that every part of this movie can be so good individually, and yet it's such a bad movie because the writing is pretty bad. And also like... the plot is not that great. And or it's like correct. <laughs> me on paper seems really great. And then you meet me in person and you're like, how does this thing exist? <laughs> mm, I have questions. <laughs> so, um, oh my gosh. So it is based on the, the, the life and times of P.T. Barnum. Let me just, from... we're also going to put quick pause. It based on, I feel like it's more inspired by, because based on in requires... Implies facts. Based um, in facts. Inspired yeah. by is like... It is It is inspired by. <laughs> so, that's how I feel. That's not how it's billed. That's how I feel. Right. Um, and actually, the article that I pulled some of my information from says inspired by. I'm just... I mean, I'm, it's I'm, billed. Like, the movie, like, at the beginning of the movie, it says that it's based on his life. And I'm like, 
I don't think that he rode elephants down the street with his children, but that's just me. I think me. you were wrong, and you should feel bad about what you just said. You are a liar. <laughs> so, the film was criticized for its artistic license, which... Here's the thing. An adaptation and inspired by is different than based on. Correct. So... And artistic license does let you get away with... No, no, that's poetic license. Poetic license lets you get away with a lot of stuff. Like, you could say the sky is green if that fits your poem or your or your story. And, like... But, like... If you're going to take that much liberty with the story, then why is Create a story, story that isn't still about bad? a specific person. Like, well, why also. is it still a bad story? Like, if you're not even telling the truth, why wouldn't your lie make it good? Like, if you're going to lie, at least lie for a good reason. <laughs> if you're going to lie, lie for a good reason. Rachel? Absolutely. <laughs> so, the budget for this movie... Watching this movie, I'm just like, they had 80... Eight, wh- how much money did they have to make this movie? And I'll tell you. Tell me now. It's a they lot. Had eight, they had $84 million to make this movie, That's... which... Doesn't seem like a lot for a Hollywood movie. It doesn't. Well, I think we're so used to movies that are like so CGI and all that crap, like action based, which are going to have a lot more budget yeah. crap. Well, but, it's also a musical. Yeah. So I was just like, what? So, this, but it made, are, are you ready for this? For how much money it made? Yes. $435 million. We love to see it. Good for you, Zach. Good for you, Zach. I'm going to credit most of that to him. I know it's not all him, but that's how I feel. That's why I went to the theaters. It's the Zac Efron fans, and it's the Euphoria fans for Zendaya. Zendaya. Well, there's also (laughs) a pretty good Hugh Jackman following, let's be real. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Um, So, um, what was I going to tell you next? Uh, Oh, um, so a lot of the people were like, the music's the best part. The performances are really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, the story's a little shaky. But, so basically what we were talking about. like right. Our criticisms were a lot of people's criticisms. Which is interesting um, because when I tell people this, they get very offended. They're like, no, that movie's really good. And I'm like, I think you're thinking of the soundtrack. Because yeah. how much okay. have you actually watched that movie? But are you ready for this review from the Rolling Stone? This, yes. This review is from the Rolling Stone. They gave the film a, a 1.5 out of 4 stars. And they said, th- this is a quote. This is a direct quote. This is not me embellishing. This is a direct quote. How do you cast a virtuous Hugh Jackman as P.T. Barnum, spare no expense in production values, add a score by Oscar and Tony winners Binge Pasek and Justin Paul, and still end up with this shrill blast of nothing that is the greatest showman. I love whoever wrote that. <laughs> Peter Travers. I'll, I'll, he, I'll tell you now who it was. It's a fair question that he's asked. And and, and one I demanded. I would an love some defense. To. Who's to blame? Whoever wrote it, like wrote the words, they're the fault. The, the, like who wrote the movie? Yes. That's who I blame. The screenplay is by Jenny Bix and Bill Condon. Sorry, Jenny and Bill. This wasn't your calling. Girl. Um, which is, yeah. Well, Jenny Bix was one of the head writers for Sex and the City. And, um, 
Will Condon is wild because he wrote, he helped write Dreamgirls and the Breaking Dawn uh, well, Twilight not, movies. Well, I mean, those aren't good. You I named mean, my baby after the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not, again, that's not his fault because someone else wrote a bad thing and then he tried to make it a movie and you can't only do so much when the original right. source material is trash. Right. P.T. <laughs> Barnum was not a good person. Right. Okay. But, but he was interesting. That's the thing. Like, they, I feel like they tried to make him a hero. He's not a hero. Like, maybe, in, like, he's a very interesting person. But he's not, he doesn't need to be painted in, like, a great light. And there's only, like, a small part of the movie where he's, where he's not, I don't know. It just, it's weird. I have a lot of, I have a lot of opinions. So, um, let's talk about some awards. Because, uh, if, if you haven't noticed, I only do movies with uh, Kelsey, apparently. And <laughs> shows that are musicals. Sure, but, yeah. I mean, there's there's whispers and rumors and and chitter-chattering in the background of this becoming a musical. I will be shocked if this is not a musical in the next, like, five to ten years. It will be, well, it would be difficult, but it's doable. And I think it would translate way better to a stage show. Oh, yeah. thousand percent. I mean, if they can do Pippin, they can do The Greatest Showman. That's okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the thing. Hugh Jackman will do it. Yep. Kiala Settle will do it. hundred percent. And there were people in that show that were from Broadway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... It's the talent isn't non-existent, right? And again, that story I think will just translate way better the, to a stage. The show. hardest thing you're gonna have to figure out is rewrite the stars, and it's not that hard to do on a stage. I'm no, sure. No, not at all. Well, really, Boy. they're just gonna have to Lion King up those elephants to walk around. That's really wow. all they gotta do. <laughs> so, award wise, it got some. Who I really cannot see while drunk in these without glasses. Um, well, I'm glad you have them on. Me too. So it got some Golden Globes. Uh, well, it, it got a Golden Globe for This Is Me. But it got nominated for more than just that, right? Or did it only get nominated? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it got yeah, two yeah. other nominations. It got nominated for Best Motion Picture, and okay. it got nominated for Best Actor for Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Um, but it won Best Original Song. I'm surprised that he got nominated for Best Actor. <laughs> He's, he's huge. He did a good job. He did a good job. It's just a, I don't know. And see, this is, this is the thing I struggle with the most is, is content versus what the person did with it because he did a good job. Oh yeah. A character that I just don't enjoy. I don't think any one person in that movie did a bad job except for the people who wrote the movie. They did a bad job. (laughs) But I thought again, that's why it makes me so mad because every individual aspect of it is so incredible. Yeah. And then when you watch it and it's trash garbage and I've tried, I mean, I've watched it so many times cause I'm like, maybe this time it'll be good. Cause I'll watch anything if I can look at Zac Efron. I don't care how bad it is. Correct. So every time I watch it, I'm like maybe this time I won't be angry and I am always time. angry. <laughs> and you are always angry. That's my secret. So it did, it did get, an Academy Award nomination for Best Original Song for This Is Me. Now, here's the thing. This Is Me should have won that year. Do you know what did win that year? It was 2017. It, uh, it was 2018. 2018. Um, was it a Disney thing? It was. 
2018. Um, I don't remember years, so no, I don't remember what it was. It was Remember Me from Coco. Which version? Because there are 12. The second. <laughs> <laughs> the sad the sad one at the end that he sings to grandma coco well that is pulling on the heartstrings i guess oh yeah oh yeah yeah. i'm just i'm just telling you what, yeah i what i agree that this is me should have won however maybe however, it was comment. because of the way they used it in the movie to do basically nothing that the contextually it was drugged down because they didn't know how to use it in the film. Well, to do correct. what it had the power to do. Well, correct. Yes. So, okay. So let's talk about something that I, I'm pretty sure I don't listen to these episodes. Um, I do. <laughs> so it's a pretty good podcast. You should check it all, out. It's all right. Um, so. I believe I've mentioned this before. This show was like years in the making. Yes. And Hugh Jackman was always going to be P.T. Barnum. Yes. Like that that was always the thing. So they built the show around him. Well, they had this big investors concert where they're like, we're going to show you all the songs that we have written for the show and we've got all these broadway actors and like we'll get into who was there in a second so it was like we're going to do all this well hugh jackman had to go and get surgery on his nose on his nose cancer was that what it was yeah i know it was like it was like precancerous in his nose oh okay and so they gave him stitches and they're like here's the thing you can't sing or you're gonna rip your stitches yep so you cannot sing. And so they called our our hero of all heroes, Jeremy Jordan, yep. and said, can you fly out to this investors meeting? You can tell no one you're coming. Because if, if Hugh Jackman isn't singing, if we can't trap people in a room. With a lie. If, if, with a lie, if they don't think he's not singing, they're not going to come. So right. you need to learn all the songs to the greatest showman and sing while he stands there. And, and like then get no out. benefit from it mama okay so they go to this there there are videos of this um that you can look up on youtube just like type in like uh jeremy jordan like greatest showman uh so they had this concert and um jeremy jordan was there and Kiala Settle was there. Natalie Weiss was there. For, like, hardcore Broadway fans, you're going to know who Natalie Weiss is. And uh, they had... Are you ready for this? Yes. Cynthia Erivo was there. <laughs> and there Your is a video. are all coming together. <laughs> there is a video that you can look up. If you type in The Greatest Showman, Cynthia Erivo, uh, you can see... Uh, if you scroll down a couple of videos, you'll see Kiala Settle singing This Is Me. And uh, you'll, you can see that video. You can also watch them perform from now on. Because Hugh Jackman does sing because he can't help himself. And he rips his stitches. He's so moved by well, the music. Well, it's, it's a good song. It right? is. It's a great song. Uh, it's better if you listen to it outside of the context of the movie. 
Yes. But it's a, it truly is like, I kind of understand where he's coming from, especially if he had been tied to the project for so long. And sure. also because poor baby Hugh Jackman, all he ever wants to do is sing, but everyone makes him like run around and kill people. Right. And be a bad guy. So, <laughs> so that's all he wants. Uh, there's a there's a video of them singing and Cynthia Erivo is standing on a table just like riffing over people. And it is the the best thing I have ever seen. There is also a video of Cynthia Erivo singing Rewrite the Stars with Justin Paul at a uh, I believe it's a it's a, like it's a demo benefit thing. Right. Uh for the Dramatics oh. Guild Foundation. Um, so it's just, look that video up. I, I will, I will never not tell you to watch a video of Cynthia Revo singing. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's wild that they had to like have these, Jeremy Jordan come in and save the show and then he wasn't even a part of it. And yep. if you've listened to my Jeremy Jordan episode, you can hear the full in-depth story about that. Um, so we're about to get into this cast. But I'm going to take another shot before we do that. For those of you counting at home, this is three. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Did you just post on our story? Yes. Okay, cool. So, P.T. Barnum is played by Hugh Jackman. Ellis Rubin plays the young version of P.T. Barnum. <laughs> um... Okay, mm-hmm. Michelle Williams plays Charity, his wife. Uh, Zach Efron plays Philip Carl Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, Zendaya plays Annie Wheeler. Kiala Settle plays Letty. Um, and then, rounding out the main cast of the show, is Rebecca Ferguson, who plays Jenny Lynn, who is a real person. Truth. Truth, real person. Also. The only person in that show who doesn't frickin' sing her part. Yes. Do you do you do you want to talk about the woman who sings her part? No. You you can do it because I don't know much about it. It just makes me mad because I don't <laughs> understand why you would do that. To it just makes me very angry. I, I I don't know. There was not a. I have not found a this Reason. the girl wasn't good enough kind yeah. of thing. I think it was just because her voice was so unique. They had her do it. Um, her name is Lauren Aldred, and yes. she was on The Voice. Yeah, I don't really understand it. I have also not found a reason as to why that happened. Like, maybe they're just like, oh, she's just not an actress. Well, there are lots of actresses who can sing. And yes, that woman's voice is incredible. Like, I absolutely love that song. And I don't know many people who can hit those notes or make their voice sound like that. Um but it doesn't really make sense to me when your whole everyone else in the cast is doing their own performances and i'm like who is more insulted the woman who didn't get to be in the movie or the woman who got to be in the movie not singing uh, honey <laughs> so I, many questions. i couldn't tell you um <laughs> anyways just y'all need to res- like show some respect when you're belting out never enough because it's not the girl in the movie who is great there, she, again she does a great job in the movie she acts the part really well i think she she plays that character i think perfectly i just don't understand yeah uh yeah i i, just I feel want to bring awareness one. now there is a uh cover 
of Never Enough by John Pinto Jr., who was in uh, Book of Mormon. And he he does a cover of it, but, like, in her key. That's incredible. Like, in the original key. It is insane that to That is truly watch. incredible. Go watch that. Y'all, it is, it is, it is crazy. Um, also, very quick, there is a performer in this movie. He plays one of the, uh, he's in the circus troupe. And he plays the strong man. His name is Timothy Hughes, uh, who is our episode uh, tie-in to Hades Town. He oh, is, yay! He, he's in Hades Town, and he's the understudy to Hades. It only took twenty-four minutes. I, are you? Can you believe? <laughs> I truly am shocked you waited this long. <laughs> so, Kelsey, who would you be in this show? If the rules didn't matter. If, okay. I have some caveats to this question. Go for I it. I only want to be in this show if I can make out with Zac Efron. Okay. And I can't do that unless I'm Zendaya's part. And I'm not Zendaya's part because I'm very white. Okay, but the, okay. But yes, if the rules but... don't matter, then that. Now, if Zac Efron's not in the show, I don't want any part of it. <laughs> That's how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> Now, again, once the stage show comes around, maybe it'll be way better. And if it's way better, then I think I kind of would maybe want to be Jenny Lynn and just come in, sing really good, and then fuck up some people's lives. And oh, mama, do that's the track. That's the, what, you're in like two scenes? Yeah. You're on, I'm going to guess at most you're on stage maybe 15 minutes. Yep. Maybe. You get to wear like the really pretty ball gowns and do... Uh, no choreography. <laughs> Stand there. At Stand most, there. it's arm. Be beautiful. Ruin a marriage. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I I love I I do love that song. I I could never, in a million years, no matter how much endless expensive voice training I had, do that. But nice. I love that song. It's so good. It's but it's not best. my favorite song. But it's my favorite female song. It is my second favorite song in the show. Yeah, it's my second favorite as well. It's my favorite female song. Okay, okay, okay. Now, Nathan. Yes. Who would you be? Oh, it's so funny that you ask. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I, I'm feeling a Jenny Lind track coming okay. my way because, again, I would love to just walk out, stand mm-hmm. in a fucking gorgeous outfit. Yep. I wrote it in my notes to talk about later, but you just happened to bring it up. <laughs> it's a fucking gorgeous outfit to it's be in. It's truly stunning. But also, I want that pink wig that Zendaya has. I know, man. That's. I thought maybe that's why you dyed your hair, was for this episode. Because she has the, the pink oh. hair. And I was like, oh, no, he's I just tell really you from, method. For, for my birthday, I am going cotton candy pink, but that has nothing to do with The, the Greatest Showman. Well, no, but yeah. Yeah. Just um, full support. Yeah. Those two tracks and I'm good. Yeah. I, yeah. So uh, we're the same. We have the same answers. Yes. Absolutely. Leo's Unite, baby. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We want the attention with none of the work. Yes. <laughs> we, although I will say the Zendaya part, like I love aerials and I, I did learn a little bit of aerials at, um, in college. So I do think that would be so cool to like get to do that. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's just so much fun. It is so much work though. Like it's, I'm very weak. It's very, very hard. <laughs> I am weak. 
That is incredible. Um, yeah. All right. So there we go. Now, I am going to to talk about one thing that I do like a lot about this show. Or up in, in, in this podcast. And that's optioning up. Okay. And if, and if this score is not the definition of optioning up, Kiala Settle. Yeah, I was going to say, if you have Kiala in it. It's, there's no other option. Has, there's no, she earned every bit of her paycheck. She came in. She probably didn't get paid enough. Oh, I, I highly doubt it. Um, but they literally gave her every, every music and they said, uh, yeah, just, um, just scrout. Just at the, the, do the thing you always do. And and somehow do it better than everyone else doing it. Yeah. It's truly like she's a mind-blowing performer because like when you watch in the movie obviously it's like edited and everything is like it's not that they're doing a bad job and it's auto-tuned like it's just edited but even when you watch those videos of like the investor meetings and like the rehearsals and stuff Mm -hmm. i mean it it's not much of a difference like she's just so truly talented she is and this i'll use her as our tie-in to your favorite show waitress i will scream (laughs) For the next thousand years. <laughs> well, I mean, you do that anyways. <laughs> True. I just it's it's a it's a wild show. We'll get there. We will. It's, I look forward it's, to it. It's actually gonna be in season three. I'm excited. So if y'all are hanging on for dear hope for waitress for it's some coming. reason, it's, it's coming. gonna be in season three. <laughs> you want to listen to Nathan yell about something else? It'll be there. All right. So, are you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. I'm Ooh. ready to be mad. I'm going to take, take one more shot. This is five. I feel like... This is four. Yeah, I think you did four and didn't announce it. When I was I did not announce something. it. Because I took, I took two, and then I did a cast, and then this is... This has to be four. No, it's five. Ooh, you took no. one while I was talking, and you didn't announce it. <laughs> Ugh. Let's stumble. As we stumble along, y'all. Okay. So, we get... We're, okay, first of all, I'm going to talk a little bit about seeing this movie. Did you see it in theaters? Oh, wait. Yes. I saw I it in theaters, did. and then I watched it this afternoon. Those yes, are the okay. two times I've watched this movie. I've watched... I saw it in theaters once. Okay. I think only once. I've watched it many, many times since then. Okay. Now, I... Why do you keep watching it? Because I love Zac Zac Efron. Efron. And I love the soundtrack. (laughs) I love the soundtrack. I love the choreography. I love everything except the movie. Because I watch it. And every time I get mad, I watch it. And I say, they're doing such a good job. Like, I want to appreciate them because it's not their fault. They do such a good job. And I I just really love Zac Efron. I cannot stress it enough. It's like, it's... it's I absolutely understand. It's a problematic obsession. Anyways. So, I watched it in the... in the theater and I went by myself at like an 11:30 a.m. Wednesday showing and I thought no one else will be here. This will be perfect. I'll wear basically pajamas. Wearing like a was spirit- it packed? I was wearing like a spirit jersey and leggings and it was like the first week of Christmas break. Okay. So it was it wasn't packed but it was busier than I needed it to be for my time with Zach. Okay. And so there were but there was also an Ma'am, older- you can't do that here. You have to leave. <laughs> Don't tell me how to live my life with my boyfriend. <laughs> 
Um, there was also an older gentleman who sat like three seats away from me who was also alone. And and also his, there for Zac Efron. <laughs> his experience with the film truly impacted my experience with the film. I've only had like two movies where other people in the audience truly impacted mine. The other one was um, Black Panther. Nice like, and Rodanthe. No, there were like three ladies who were easily in their 70s like three rows in front of us who i like they were talking before it started about how they've never seen another marvel movie and they they truly it just took my i already love black panther but they took my viewing experience to the next level absolutely the, the man in um greatest showman i think may have been experiencing some things emotionally because he cried like like three separate times oh no and the third time he was straight up sobbing and when i i mean he was probably 55 60 years old was he i don't think he was okay he wasn't he was it wasn't like outward announcement if he was he could have been i didn't make that assumption he could have been okay but he who's to say Who's and to he, say? But I'll I'll let you know throughout the episode where where he flared up emotionally. <laughs> oh please do! Oh this will be such a fun little Easter egg. <laughs> oh yeah yeah. So it was okay. two times of like snifflies, and then the the third time was full on sobbing. Was so like we'll full on there. sobbing, like yep. call Rachel McRoberts. Yeah, <laughs> I was like wanted to check if he was okay. <sighs> so so my experience of watching P.S. I Love You in theaters by myself as like a thirteen year old gay kid. <laughs> bless you and i was in i was in a theater full of like middle-aged women and i was just like sobbing into a jacket (laughs) anyway i will never find love so um, you have me okay so (laughs) so so i remember watching this movie me and uh me and nolan went to it in theaters and i remember we would always get a large popcorn covered in butter mm-hmm. only way to do just, it just just ma'am just like you don't understand and if you go to the amc you get yes ma'am if you go to the amc you get a, a free refill on your large popcorn mm-hmm. and i remember the movie starting and us being out of popcorn because we mm-hmm. we are uh garbage people no nope, <laughs> that's they put part. too many previews in front of movies it's not your fault you have to sit there for 45 minutes you're hungry and i looked at him and i said you have to go get us more popcorn for this movie. And that is where we will begin our tale. (laughs) Of The Greatest Showman. And so, we get a lot of screaming for no reason. Okay? People are excited. It's the circus. Have you ever been to a circus? Yes, and I was terrified the entire time. And I'll I'll tell you why. You know what? You've brought up a traumatic memory for me. Okay. And now we're going to get into it. Call Rachel. (laughs) let's go i'm ready so when i was little there was a little there there was a circus that came to town and my parents took me to it well i was afraid of heights and they never believed that i was afraid of heights and they're like you're not afraid of heights and we sat in the highest bleacher of the bleachers and i remember grabbing the man's shirt in front of me a stranger because I was so afraid of falling off the bleachers that I could not focus on anything else. Okay. 
So yes, I have been to the circus. I have also been to circuses as a child when it was still socially acceptable, even though my dad, even then, was really mad that circuses exist. And in like the early 90s, he would be like, you can't go to that. They're so mean to all those animals. They should be free to roam and live their lives. Your father is, is a vegan, and I know it. He actually, the last time he was here, he was like, I really think I'm going to have to start stop eating meat. He was like, I just keep watching all these videos of cows, and I really think they have a lot of feelings. And I was like... Yes, ma'am, they do. What a weird sentence you've just said to me. (laughs) Anyways, so, yes, circuses are wrong, and I'm glad that the animal aspect of circuses has been phased out. Um, Mm -hmm. Circuses, in my experience, are not like circuses in The Greatest Showman. However, circuses, in my experience, were in the 90s, not whenever this weird made-up time frame is. Okay. Oh, very quickly. I don't know his name. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look up his name. Um, talk more about uh, your circus experience with your father. Well, he didn't go. He would never go and protest like the rest of us. Like my aunt and like my mom and me and my sister and my cousins would go, and my dad would not go and protest because he felt like he didn't want to support the animal cruelty. Got the animals. oh, absolutely. I remember um, okay, two so, things from the circus very vividly. I remember okay. the motorcycle cage guy going. Sure, 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 that. sure. And then I remember the bendy person who could bend, and it made no sense to me how they could bend that way. And I got gotcha. could, like, fit through small how. I, they, I don't think they had bones. Okay, oh, okay, what did you find on the internet? <laughs> so, uh, Mr. O'Malley, who is the operator of the box office in the movie... Uh, his name is Eric Anderson. I forgot to mention him in the casting of all of this. I've met him. Oh, no way. I met him at Disney. I was working one of the Halloween parties and his children came to, uh, the specific location that I was, uh, working that night. That's as vague as I can be while I'm drunk without revealing company secrets. And, um, I looked at him and I was like, I know you. And I went I uh, on my next available time off of uh, working. I went uh, and I looked him up online and I was like, I think you're from Broadway. And I was like, holy shit, I just met a Broadway actor. And a film maverick. That was yeah. before this, wasn't it? Or was it after this? No, it was after this. It was after this. So it was after this. He was also in Waitress. Oh, he was the, look at us. He, <laughs> look at yo, us back again. He was also Cal in Waitress. He was the owner of the diner. Mm, okay. Uh, I can see so, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a cool little guy. He's He was super nice, and his children were amazing. Oh, so. I love that. Yeah, it was a f- super fun time. Okay. Um, Let's start. Yes. So, uh, Blackout. Is it? Blackout. I have blacked out. <laughs> Nolan has gone to get more coffee. Nope. Popcorn. He's <laughs> what? <laughs> Told you he's gonna go get more. And so we get yeah. Whoa! We get screaming for like five minutes for no reason. Whoa! And then stop, stop. What did you say? What the fuck did you actually just say? I need you to enunciate, Hugh Jackman. I just, it, that, that song makes me so upset because, like, you cannot understand what he's saying. Yeah. And also, this is what makes me mad because I think I had listened to this on the soundtrack 
before I saw the movie. Uh-huh. And when they open the with the song, it's not the soundtrack version because the soundtrack version is like full cast and also the whole song. Correct, not, correct, correct, correct. Not correct, just correct. Hugh Jackman and then doesn't cut off like four sentences in. Well, it doesn't even really fade out. It just like Yeah. So we're we're talking about like oh my gosh. Uh are you, are you ready to like leave this all behind? Yep. Uh, like something's coming that you're not like fucking ready for. It's the moment you've been waiting for. And in my head, I said, yes, it is. Cause it's been a long time since I've seen a Zac Efron movie in theaters. I'm very happy yeah. to be here. It is the moment I've been waiting for. Yeah. Right. And he's like, so tell me, do you want to go where it's covered Ooh. in all the covered lights, lights where the runaways are running the night and possible Ooh. comes true. It's sticking over, over you. you. Oh, this is the greatest, this is the greatest show. Okay, here's the thing. This is about when Nolan comes back and he's like, what did I miss? And I'm like, they're circus people. <laughs> this. This song. <laughs> you're, you're not missing anything. They're, they're circus people. Okay, so. Some, lots of stomping. Flashing uh, lights. Uh, flashing lights. Show, showmanship. Elef- there's an elephant or two. Okay, so here's the thing. There's, there's knife throwing. There's mm-hmm. tall people. Zendaya has pink hair. Mm-hmm. Like, this, she's it, hanging it ha- from the. She's swinging around the room from the ceiling. It has everything. So he's <laughs> New like, York's hottest club. <laughs> yes, is the greatest showman opening number. <laughs> uh, so he's like, listen, it's everything you ever want. It's everything you ever need. Well, then the facade fades away. Oh, it surely does. Hugh Jackman is just. Hugh Jackman. No, he's a little scrawny, not Hugh Jackman child. Yes, so we flash back to him being poor. Relatable. Me. Uh, but he's looking at himself in a uh, not haberdashery, but like in a in an outfit store. In a store. In a, in a clothing store. And his he looks like he's fancy in the reflection of the outfit and him. Yes. Because it's basically yeah. like a ringleader type suit yeah. situation. Kind of what he was wearing in as a grown-up Hugh Jackman. In the lie that we just saw. Oof. So. <laughs> or dream, well, whatever. Well, I think it's like the end of the movie, but then it's a flashback of how we all right. got there. It's like showing me that even as a young child, he had big dreams. Oof. So, but he's actually a tailor's apprentice. And he goes to this client's house where he sees... Okay, so he goes to this client's house to, like, make him this guy a suit. Well, there's this little girl taking, like, etiquette lessons. Yep. And he makes her laugh and she spits out her tea. How dare he... Make one woman laugh. How dare you look at a rich person. How dare people look at me ever. Same. So... <laughs> so hello so <laughs> but we're we're rich in personality so oh absolutely still, still in matters. friendships i'm i'm elon musk so <laughs> that's that, that's the, the t-shirt of this episode there. <laughs> in in friendships i'm elon musk <laughs> so uh her name is charity and she's doing etiquette lessons are you doing a sixth she... shot maybe so okay. She gets in trouble. Like what she get? Oh, oh she got in oh. trouble for laughing. 
she gets in trouble she gets in trouble for laughing and her father goes charity come here now listen listen to me listen are you listening i'm listening baby her name is charity like what she gives this man the entire fucking movie also only rich people name their children charity because they want the world to know that they're philanthropic and it's a lie they're only philanthropic so they don't have to pay their taxes they don't give a shit about charity well and that's how i feel so he comes over and he goes hey i was the one who made her laugh and he gets slapped for it a stranger a stranger open hand slaps him across the face a little child if someone did that to my child, I don't care how much they are paying me, I will go to prison. You do not lay hands on someone else's child in that manner. I don't care. It was what a different time. I don't fucking care what time of day or life event We're not you're talking in. about time of day. We're talking about a different time of society. It doesn't matter. He only did it because he was rich. And he yes. did it because they were poor. And guess what? That's allowed. And that fucking shitty ass dad was just like, yeah, yeah, hit my kid. Mm. Yep. Save me the trouble tonight. Oh, my Oof. God. So she, I didn't care for it. So she, well, I, 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 no one, I'm not supporting him being hit. <laughs> I'm just telling you my feelings. <laughs> so, so she runs away and he follows her to the beach. And she's like, here's the thing. I'm being sent away to boarding school. And I don't know what my future holds. Well, Mama, don't worry, because we got a whole ass song about it. So don't we worry. get. We'll find out. He goes, I close my eyes and I can see a world that's waiting up for me that I call my own. This song is too low for me, and also a child is singing it. Yeah, it's, it's odd. So here's the thing. He goes, we can, we can live in a world. That we design. Ma'am, this boy has aspirations. Okay. How old do you think they are in this moment? 13. At okay, the oldest. I agree. I agree. Like 12, 13. Okay. Yeah. So he goes, Cause every night I lie in bed, the brightest colors fill my head. A million dreams are keeping me awake. I think of what the world could be, a vision of the one I see. A million dreams, it's all it's gonna take. A million dreams for the world we're gonna make. And they're writing so they start, letters. They're, they're writing letters. They're in baby love. They're in baby love. He also, whenever she visits, he takes her to this abandoned house. Mm-hmm. They and sneak like, off and run away. And he makes yeah. her little projects. Here's my thing. So they grow up into... Hugh Jackman and Michelle Williams. Which is my first issue. Because they want me to think that Michelle Williams and Hugh Jackman, they should have just cast like an interim people. Like just a younger people. Because they want me to think that Hugh Jackman and Michelle Williams are like 19 or 20. And I, right. they're not. They're not even a little bit. And so mm. that's one of my first issues. They just needed like an interim couple. They yes. did absolutely nothing. And then they aged no one backwards. They aged no one forward. They were just like, look, here are young adults. And I'm like, those are just adults. Those are just adults. So this song is super sweet and people undervalue it because it's one of the songs that's not belted at the top of somebody's range. I do like it. I Have you listened to the reimagined soundtrack of this film? With like Pink and Kelly Clarkson? Yes. 
I've heard one or two songs. Okay, I think you should listen to the whole thing because the songs are great and the covers are really great. And the the reprise that he sings with his kids, Pink mm-hmm. sings with her daughter, which is oh, very, very precious. I fucking love Pink. I do too. Um, anyways, it's a great... I agree. I love this song and I agree it gets shit on because... It's just like a mellow, slow tempo, no belt. It doesn't. It doesn't have the same energy. Yeah. But it ha- It's an important plot point that they used incorrectly by not casting interim people. <laughs> yes. So here's the thing. Uh, he takes her to the abandoned house. They talk of their dreams. There's a montage of her leaving. Mm-hmm. His uh, master, his the guy he was learning from, which I believe is his father. Actually, I'm pretty positive it is. Yeah. Um, dies and he becomes a thief, mm-hmm. but a homeless, a homeless thief. He should have died on the street. Yeah, there's no honest. logic that, like, not not saying that we think he deserved to die, but the no, portrayal no, 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 no. of the situation makes an it actual seem like reality a child, act up yeah. fight AIDS. Like he should have died. Yeah, yeah, there's no way that child would have survived because they they put like the winter time and it's frozen and he has yeah. no shoes. Like, well, I feel and he bad gets for help- him. A very important thing that happens is that he's, like, very, very hungry. He tries to steal bread. It doesn't work. But a a deformed girl helps him. And this is moment one that my neighbor man friend over here is sniffling. Just little sniffle tears. Moment one. Yeah. Of the didn't, girl helping him? Did Yes. Didn't take long. There's someone well, in his life. Yeah. There's someone in his life. So I don't know if he was. Well, it could have been the dad dying. Like, it was just somewhere in that song. Okay. That he started to sniffle tear. Uh, I gotcha. So, okay, so that's moment one. Okay. I fucking love it. There are three, right? Yes, there are three. I, oh, I'm so excited. So and if I skip one of them, please stop me and tell me. I'll so, make sure I remember. I know. I'll definitely remember the third one. I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to skip the second one, but I'll remember. I'll remember. I gotcha. So he, so he goes to be a railroad worker so that he can make money. Mm-hmm. Well, he becomes, you know, he, he earns some money and he goes to Charity's house and he uh, clearly, they, they, they literally time jump over this, but clearly they are still together. They have decided to be together, be together. And so he goes to her house and he's like, listen, he's talking to her father. He's like, listen, I'm going to take care of her and, and like, I'm going to give her a grand, a grand life more than she can imagine. And her father goes, listen, she'll be back. She will get tired of, of your bullshit. Of, uh, yes, literally. Okay, here is my favorite part of this song. That, ooh, I'm not going to get emotional over this. Don't do it. Oh, he's doing it. No, <laughs> we're fine. Where Charity looks at him and she goes, however big, however small, let me be part of it all. Share your dreams with me. And... She says, you may be right, you may be wrong, but say you'll bring me along to the world you see, to the world I close my eyes to see, I close my eyes to see. She literally, listen, here's the thing that I fucking love about this wife, is like, she's like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. As long as I have you... That is enough for me. It's and he like it. This is one of the endless character flaws with P.T. Barnum. Again, not an issue with Hugh Jackman's performance. Just this person. 
and I don't know how much truth there is to this. This man cannot get over the fact that he is poor and this girl is rich. All he wants, he like, he thinks he doesn't deserve her. No matter how many times she tells him that that's all she wants is him. And that's not fair to do to someone. No. Because like you're bringing them down when you do shit like that. Like she's being very honest. She is sincere. She, and you know, when they move on, you see that she really does love their life together and she doesn't need these, the finery as it were. But right. he, that's all he's hyper-focused on. And it's not even because, like, I mean, some of it is because of him. But some of it is just because it's not what he had and it is what she had. And he and he's afraid because of what the dad said. He's afraid yeah. that she's going to go back. But also, he wanted more before the dad even said it's what true. he wanted. Yeah, it's yeah. true. But it's, like, it's it's toxic to their relationship. It's not positive. Now, one thing that I will give this moment, or this movie, is that they fed the gays with oh, yeah. one of the moments in this song. So they're dancing on a rooftop and she literally runs over to the edge and reaches out and he catches her and she's like leaning over a rooftop and I'm like, "Mama. Mama. What were you trying to do there?" <laughs> she not knew. It's safe. It's unsafe. It's unsafe, it's but unsafe. she trusted him. She did. And that speaks volumes. Mama. So she is pregnant. Mhm. Very. Okay, so, cut to, he's a banker. He's dreaming of more. He tries to talk to his boss, and the boss is like, hey, we're we're all fired. We, we lost our money because some ships sank in the ocean. All the boats sank that all of our investments are tied up in. Yes, yes, yes. So, he goes home, and he's like, I wanted to give you more. And Charity's like, I, I like what we have. This is all I've ever asked for. So... One of the daughters is like, Daddy, it's my birthday. And he's like, it's not your birthday. And she's like, it's my birthday. <laughs> so I would te- never tell you it's not your birthday. Wow. So he tells them this giant story while he makes her a last minute birthday gift. It's so cute. And it's like re- very reminiscent of Is it cute or did he, he did. forget his daughter's birthday? No, he couldn't fucking afford his daughter's birthday. Oh, okay. It's very reminiscent of what he did for the mother. So, you know, there is love behind it because he, he creates these things and he shares them and it comes from a good place, but he's not financially in a good place because he's wow. poor. But the good is news is he in a mentally good place? Probably not. Am but I? The good news is probably, probably not. not. <laughs> <He> stole. <laughs> the good news is he stole from the bank before he left. So yes. now he can lie his way to fortune. So he gives her this little wish maker and he goes, make a wish. And so she's like, I want to marry Santa Claus. The other daughter wants ballet slippers. And Charity wishes for happiness like this. And then the little girls, for no reason, sing. The what reprise. Is the reprise of A, mil- a Million yeah. Dreams. Now, children singing, blocked. I won't have it. <laughs> I will not have it. It's not as cute as the world will have us believe. Unless it's Pink's daughter. Or Killian. Uh, truth. I don't like when it's like... Every night I lie in bed. I don't like it. Where is your vocal structure? There's not even Ma'am. an attempt to be good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Please. Okay. So, okay, it's a trope. So. It's a trope that's used to make us feel a way. Like a certain way. It does not work on me. Yeah. So, the uh, so Phineas goes to the bank for money 
because there's a financial crisis in the world and he sees a little person in the bank and they and he and his i guess mom leave so he goes to the bank and he goes he wants to make an exotic and macabre show he just needs the money to rent out like a museum and they're like well you're gonna need collateral and he goes oh i have collateral I so he's 17 ships <laughs> yes which he lies about it's a uh, lie which is which is the ships that got sunk in the ocean, but the bank doesn't know that. So they give this man $10,000. Which now, I mean, God even knows what the it's inflation like, huh, makes that. Ma'am, could you believe? It's, it's probably like $45 million. It probably is something absolutely obscene. I mean, probably it's it's probably around like twenty two hundred fifty dollars or $300,000. I would say it's close to a million, honestly. All right. Someone do that math for us. Yeah, so we're not gonna. He, so he's got, so he gets his $10,000, he buys his little museum, and he's got a lot of weird stuff. Um, like taxidermied animals and stuff. Well, oh no. Nobody comes to his museum. Oh no. Because it's weird. So, well, he gets super stressed out, and the girls are like, you need something that's alive, something sensational. Mm-hmm. They're like, get a mermaid. Yeah, literally, get anything. Yeah. Get a unicorn, ma'am. <laughs> so he goes to meet Charles. Mm-hmm. Our, Who's our short Charles? Friend. Oh, the man he met at the bank. Yes, okay. the short friend. Yes, 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 yes. And he asks him to be his star, and he goes, "Everybody's laughing at me." And he goes, "They laugh anyway. You might as well get paid for it." Yep, girl. Which he's not wrong. But he also is speaking from a place of privilege, having not known that issue. But whatever. Yes. And also that guy's like, fuck off. And he goes into his room and he's like, and Barnum is like, hey, I don't see, you know, you. I see like Napoleon. I see a general. uh, And people will salute you. And so he goes to look for more quote unquote freaks, oddities in the world. And so he goes to meet Letty, a bearded woman, played by Kiala Settle, uh, who is a good singer. He meets uh, Anne and her brother, trapeze artist, who mm-hmm. are black. And in that time time period, it was like people were super racist back then. Yeah. I mean, people are super racist now, but they were like super, super racist right. back it then. It was, yes, it's a plot point that the yes. color of their skin is a plot point for sure. Yes, so there's the tattoo man, there's the world's heaviest man, there's the Irish giant. Uh, I'm really not here for these names. Yeah, it's not a lot of creativity behind it. And also, in these (sighs) moments when we're meeting these characters, they're they're kind of showing us that P.T. Barnum is a con man, essentially, because he's like, oh, you're 300 pounds? I'm pretty sure you said 700 pounds. Oh, you're seven feet? Stand on these stilts and be taller. Ma'am. It, it is wasn't it is. okay. It is what it is. It's he was just he was trying to pay his bills by using other people. <laughs> Come alive. Go it's and a good light song. your light. <laughs> Let it burn so bright. Reaching up to, to the, the sky. sky. And it's open wide. You're electrified. Okay. Ooh. And the world will see my fantasy. 
And you're more than you could, you could ever be because you're dreaming with, with your eyes wide open. Ma'am. He's like, listen, we could be anything we want to be as long as it's getting me money. Yep. Girl. But he's okay. not doing anything. I mean, he's finding these people, but he's not doing shit. He's hosting the show. I mean, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so he gets a bad review. And also, all of the cat. Oh, because there are people in the town who do not like that these oh, people, people have. Oh, people are pissed that this exists yes and so most of his cast are beat up on the street yes frequently oh yes man and so he gets a bad review and he he tells his uh his uh box office manager he's like print this in every paper and offer half ticket sales to anybody who brings this in well mama he sells out his show and people fucking love it well the reviewer comes back and he's like you're a fucking fraud you're Like this is this is a circus what you have here. It's it's a mess. Like so he's like, Oh, I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna rename I'll, this I'll take that. Yeah, 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 I'm I'm gonna use that for me. He calls it the PT Barnum Circus. Now okay, because people came flocking to a show, he's making money. Now here's my problem with this movie. Do people like his show or do people not like his show? That's my thing, because I feel like the people that are there are mad. I mean, some of them are like, oh, they, they just show the audience. And some of them are like, oh, or they're like, oh, and some of them are scared. And then they're, they realize not to be scared. And then, but some of them are there being ma- mad and like throwing things. And I'm like, don't let them in. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Okay. So he's making so much money. His, he buys his wife the abandoned house from when they were little. This is the one thing I'll give him. No, I will not. Really? Because it's the cuz it's I, blood money? No, well, that whatever. Yeah, if you people all money is blood money. All right, money is terrible. It ruins lives. <laughs> no one is doing good things to get money. All right, it is this is the reality we live in. Now, You're selling your body for 750 an hour, America. Listen, you deserve more, okay? Capitalism is garbage. Now. Yes. He buys. I what I take issue with is how close the the house is to his parents and or her parents and how he like the harps house on existed that. before he didn't right, like their parents right. But he harps on that. He's like, because he's the one that brings it up. He's like, oh, and it's right down the road from your parents, so that they can see that I'm successful now. And she's like, did you do this just to rub their faces in? And he's like, basically, yes, I did. Now suck on this dick, like. I- still won't let it go like he's literally basically achieved the goal that he that we thought he had and he's still harping on the fact that he doesn't think he's good enough to be in this world he needs therapy mama who doesn't so he he gets the house he gets his little girl the ballet slippers and slash classes yeah and uh during one of her uh recitals he goes out to lobby and he sees philip carlisle a playwriter played by none other It takes other than... them far too long to introduce my boyfriend, Zac Efron. But man, well, when that man showed up on the screen, my heart left my body. Mama, it's been like 15 minutes. No, no, no. It was more than 15 minutes, okay? I'll give you 25. Yes, that's too long. <laughs> okay. So the other ballerinas in the little class, full of like not even 11-year-olds. They're tiny bitches. Make fun of her for smelling like peanuts. Well, she wants to quit and she lashes out at her dad. Yeah. Which is a very childlike thing to do. So. Very pre Charity. Charity tells Barnum 
that society will never accept them, even though they are rich now. Like, they will never have a place there. And she's like, and that's got to be okay with you. And he's like, bet. Ma'am, let it go. So where I'm from in Tennessee, this is like a real thing, right? There's new money and there's old money and there is a difference. And everyone knows if who you are and when you started having money and certain people get invited certain places and certain people get invited other places. They don't often cross paths, but there are two mountains. There's Lookout Mountain and there's Signal Mountain and Lookout Mountain is old money and Signal Mountain is new money. And that is just the way it is. And we all accept it. So this is like not that absurd to me that she's like, oh, they oh, no, won't no, no, accept no. us because they know that it's new money. And if they don't like how he's making his money, then there it doesn't matter how much he has. It doesn't matter if he has the most money of everyone. They don't like how he got it. Yeah. Okay. So Barnum goes to talk to Philip and he's like, how do you keep selling out to crowds? Like, how do you, I need you to help me get into high society. And he's like, bruh, you got to calm down. Okay. (laughs) So, they... (laughs) Hugh Jackman is drinking in a bar. Cut to, we're in a bar. Barnum is drinking in a bar. And Philip is also there. Philip was there first and Barnum showed up. Yeah, Barnum's a stalker. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He wants Zach's money. He wants Zach's... Basically, connections. Like, if Philip Carlyle is attached to the show, it's going to open up, like, it's going to give it, like, a level of approval. Yeah. And credibility that it didn't previously have. Yeah. So, that's what so they're wants. in a bar. It's just them. And he's like, right here, right now, uh, I lay an offer down. Mm. I don't want to chase you down. I know you see it. You run with me and i can cut you free out of the dungeon and wash you keeping so trade that typical for something colorful and if it's crazy live Live a little little crazy crazy. you can you can play it sensible a king of conventional or you can risk it all and finally see don't Don't you want to get get away away from the same Listen, he's like, fucking give up your rich life money, old money, new money. I mean, he's probably old money, to be honest. They're very old money, yeah. Because he's young, and basically, I think, personally, my interpretation was that his parents gave him money, but they were like, but you have to, like, invest it and, like, be not an idiot. So that's what he's been investing in, like, plays and stuff. So he, but he got it from his parents, who got it from their parents, who got it from their parents, who brought it over from fucking England. Well, and here's the thing. One of my favorite parts of of this whole show is Zac Efron's return chorus where he's like, Don't you know that I'm okay with this uptown, uptown part I get to play? Because I got what, what I, I need. need. I don't want to take a ride. I don't need to see the other side. He's like, listen, I have money. I'm good. I'm fine. He's like, yeah, you this life you say I'm trapped in. Because he's like, you're just, you know, projecting onto me because do you think it's what i want to hear but like i'm fine i don't care if i'm trapped i'm trapped in a palace mama and uh, cut to jasmine like you don't want it you don't want it Uh, and so hugh jackman is basically he's like hey don't you want to like oh i don't live a little enjoy your life (laughs) like you know at the bare minimum yeah, and, and he's so, basically like, if they see me talking to you, I could lose my inheritance because literally. you are trash. Yeah, and so he's like, listen, you do what you want, but you could have a joyful life if you actually like committed to it. 
And he goes, you know what? You know what? This is an interesting offer. But if I need to, if I'm going to walk away from my life, well, how much money am I going to make doing your little, your little skit that you do? And so he ends up taking 10% of each show. Which is fair. I think. Which is fair. I'll give him that. Good for him. He's a good businessman and also the most beautiful man in the world. All right. So Philip sees Anne. Oh, okay. So he becomes his business partner. And he goes to the, the museum and he meets Anne. And he is smitten. Immediately. Mama, smitten. It's the pink hair. It's a lot of stuff. Well, <laughs> Zendaya is beautiful. She is so pretty. It's so incredible. So Barnum runs outside and there is a protest. And there is also another bad review of the show. Well, here's the thing. He's like, I need a good review. And so Philip uses his connections to get them invited to Buckingham Palace. Right, because needing a good review is the same as meeting the queen. Of England. Of fucking England. Right. Okay. So Anne wonders if she, if she will be allowed there because of the color of her skin. It is right. un, it is unspoken, but it is specifically right. because she of the says, color of her skin. She says, are we all invited? And he said, I'm going to tell them it's all of us or none of us. Yes. Which is the right thing to do. Absolutely. But he's mainly doing it because he loves her. Right. He's being an ally for the wrong reason. Right. Yes. Yeah. His actions are good. His motivations are not the best. Correct. he is in love with her. So they, yes, so they go and they meet the queen. Their trip goes well. And while they're all celebrating their trip going well, Jenny Lind comes in and he's like, who the fuck is that woman? <laughs> Barnum is. And Philip says, oh, she's a very famous opera singer. She's the, the Swedish nightingale. Uh, mama, the dress that she is wearing. Oh my God. Mama. With the red hair. Mm. Oh. Chef's kiss. Girl. So he... Barnum gets to meet her and he's like, I'd like to bring you to America and not make you only famous in Europe, but also world famous. Right. I want to make you famous everywhere. And she's like, I'm kind of not in it for the money. Like I give all my money away. What, what the fuck? Why, why do you want me? Voice of the nightingale, heart of an angel is what he says. Cause he's a con man. man. Yeah. And so she goes, he, he goes, I've spent so much time hoodwinking people into what they think they like i'd like to give them something real ma'am pretty rude to all those people that he's been employing who cannot hear him yeah he's you know what i've actually never thought of it that way yeah i mean it is very rude but i was just like oh wow that's a really nice thing to say to her right it's it is to her but if you step back and look at the reality of the situation. Which I refuse to do. Pretty I shitty. Refuse to, I refuse to answer for my action. Well, well, well. If it isn't the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> oh, look. It's the person who's been causing all my problems. Me. Me. <laughs> yes. It's Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Where are we at? So, oh, okay. so he's going to bring Jenny Lind over. She says, why do you want? Because you yes, have yes, a yes, real yes, gift. So he takes her to America. And mama, when I tell you, everybody shows up. Yeah. Everybody shows up for this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So everybody's like, 
why the fuck is PT burning, bringing us to this theater? What? This isn't a circus, blah, this blah, blah. This is a real this, theater. This is a real theater with a real orchestra. Can, can you believe? And they all, he's like, oh, don't worry, guys. I got you the good seats. It's the nosebleeds and you have to stand. Oh, mama. Yes, he tells, so, Phil, yes, Philip does ask, he's like, hey, everybody from your original show that's been making you money, uh, money upon money and, you know, saved you from poverty, uh, all of those people are here. And he goes, I'll put them in the back. Ma'am? Ma'am. He's trash. Philip Human is so good. garbage. He, like, wants to give them real seats, but he can't. And But he goes back and stands with them. And he okay. loves them. So. He goes, ladies and gentlemen, I know that you're expecting something wild, but I'm 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 here to bring you something mild. Here is Genty Lind. And while she's singing, Philip and Anne hold, hold hands. Hand. Just okay. a little bit. Oh, because they're so in love, it's so sad. This is when my now my neighbor friend was sniffling here. <gasps> but it could be because of them it could be because of the song because it is a very moving song okay what you know what i'm gonna say it because i will not give this to tightrope this is the only ballad in the whole show okay i love this song but i have issues because they have said multiple times that this woman is a world-renowned opera singer opera singer this yes is not i have opera. the same issues no and it's not then michael was saying that he like talked to someone and they thought or they had read or something that they didn't want to put opera because it didn't fit. So what she sings is supposed to be like a reflection of what it makes people feel. And I said, that's fine. But okay. if that's what you're going to do, you need to, to show that you need to explain that through the narrative you're trying to tell. You didn't do that when every other song is just exactly what it is for this to, to be some kind of magic trick it's like not explained well. Like I understand the concept behind that. I don't know if that's what it is or if these directors are just doing a bad job again, which is what I'm more inclined to think it is, but it's not an opera song. And I'm also, my other issue is every single show, they make it look like she comes out and sings one song and then leaves, which I also have an issue with. Well, but she looks good. She looks good. Mama, that dress is amazing. Every dress. So here's the thing. I fucking love the chorus of this song. Because mama, this song is called Never Enough. Mm-hmm. And she and she she sings about like a and a a love, a, a a needing love that she has for another person. And she goes, All the shines of a thousand spotlights all the stars we steal from the night sky will never be enough, never be enough. Towers of gold are still too little. These hands could hold the world, but it'll ma'am, ma'am. She is saying I could literally have everything in the fucking world that I could ever desire, literally anything. And it would never be enough because I still wouldn't have you. Right. That it's a is fucking beautiful. Song. I love this song. I just have the issues with the way it was used in the film. Much like almost every other song in this film. Yes. Okay, so while she's singing, Philip is seen holding hands with Anne. 
by, you know, high society. And he lets go. Well, Mama, she gets mad and she fucking leaves, or she has every right to. Every Absolutely. right. Absolutely she does. She should. So we're at an after party, and Charity sees... Oh, Charity... Oh, no, 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 This is still at the concert. Charity sees Barnum gawking at Jenny while she sings. And to be fair... I don't think he has any romantic feelings for her. He has business. He sees a paycheck. Yes. But also, he's never heard her sing before. And she is incredible. It's true. She is incredible. Yes. And I think he is truly blown away by, like, her level of talent, which anyone should be because it's incredible. Yes. Well, here's the thing. The crowd loses their ever-fucking-mind over her. Even the critic claps. Yep. And so they're at an after party and Charity's parents come in and congratulate him. And they're like, you've done a good job. Well, Charity comes in with their daughters and they're like, are these? And they're like, yes, your grandchildren that you've never met in your entire life. What the fuck? Yeah, that they really gloss over that. And they're like, they it's it's almost like they didn't even know they had kids, which it doesn't make any sense to me because this is not a large place these people live, especially if they literally live down the road. And also, Charity isn't the kind... She's not vindictive. She would have told no. her parents that she had grandchildren. Yeah, and... Or, or that they had grandchildren. I don't think they would have cut her off just because they married him. They would have no. said, like, you're not going to be happy, but I don't think well, they Well, because they were waiting off. for her to come home. Right. So it doesn't really... This is one of many, many plot holes that doesn't make sense. Oof. Well, anyway, they they insult him, and he kicks them out. And Jenny comes to try like smooth things over and like toasts him and she's like hey here's the thing i was born out of wedlock so i don't feel like i belong in this world either so it's fine okay so while they're celebrating this fucking concert here it comes some more anger girl so pouring a seventh shot is this seven or is it six oh it might be seven Maybe maybe you should have some water. I'm fine. Oh no. Okay, so they're popping the champies. Champagne from a real friends. Real pain from a sham friends. And Kelsey, I might die. Well, you should probably stop taking shots. Okay. So she says the circus people show up. And they're like, oh, we're here. We want to celebrate with you. Like, we're so happy. And he was like, no, you haven't. You have a show in an hour. Go, go away. And like, not even let's like literally like slamming the door so people can't even see them because he's like, I'm not going to associate. I'm better. He is becoming the thing he hates. Wow. Yes. So he literally, literally slams the door in their face. Because he's an asshole. Well, I'm not a stranger to the door. Hide away, they say. We get this is me. Good parts. We get some of the best choreography I have seen in any film. Ever. Oh, mama. When the sharpest words gonna cut me down. Hey, hey. Gonna send a flood, gonna drown him out. Hey, hey. I am brave, I am bruised, I am who I'm meant to be. 
This is me. Mama, I I flip-flop with this song more than the shoe of the same name. <laughs> because I either go between this song being fucking amazing or this show pandering to, like, the outspoken. The outcasts. Go the out- help the outcasts. Pass. Um, seriously. Um, it's, <laughs> I do. Sorry, every- Will. <laughs> every time I hear this song, I think. I wonder how many people have lyrics from the song tattooed on them, which no judgment. I have lyrics tattooed on me. What are they? I have my neck, my back. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I have don't be a gold digger. No, I'm just kidding. I have keep breathing, which is from a song that like, isn't really like a pop. It was on Grey's Anatomy. It's fine. Um, But I don't judge people. I just truly think it lends itself to be that because it really, I think, for so many people, this song like speaks volumes to them, and that's good because it should. And everyone, the more things, the more things people can relate to, especially unless, in art. I think unless good. you are professionally paid, real ass, pitch perfect actor with a music degree, you cannot sing the song because I have sung this song. Maybe I just can't sing. I have sung this song in a community theater production of a cabaret. And it was not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was mediocre. Medium. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I. It's a great song. It's another really difficult one. I think a lot of the songs in this. Pasek and Paul are very doesn't difficult. write music for people Human to be beings. able to sing. No, they want to make casting as difficult as possible for the like, people they're working you, with. You, you will be found as impossible to sing. It's true. Um. Now, I will say, they write a lot of songs that are great for belting in the car. No matter your talent. Yes. A lot of songs. consistently singing eight times a week? Mama, what is you doing? Yeah, that's what's really going to fuck them up if they try and do this stage show, is the vocal damage that these people are going to have to endure. They're going to have to be double. Everything's going to have to be double cast. There's no way that someone could do this so many times a week. Now, here's the thing. I want to talk about two things. Now, there's a moment where they go back to the this, this circus and they perform the show. And and Letty sings, When the sharpest word's gonna cut me down. And there is a slow motion of just Letty singing while everybody else is fucking jumping in the air. Yep. It is. And this is, maybe this is pandering. Maybe this is feeding the gaze. It's the best shot in the whole movie. It's That's what I'm saying. This is like this specific. Okay, so here's the thing. Because if you watch, I've watched... Again, because I have an Zac Efron problem. I watched absolutely every like behind the scenes special yeah. feature additive that I could get my hands on for this movie. And they refer so often to before they even had the film done, but they had all the music ready. They said, we knew that this is me was going to be the anthem of this film. And you can tell how much time and effort and love was poured into that. Every aspect of that show of that yeah. performance. And it's, it's a great song. And I think it really, again, I think so many people like really feel Everyone's had those moments. It's Everyone an amazing song. Moments. It's truly incredible. The performance is stunning. But yeah, like the cinematography, the choreo, the costumes, like the way that it goes from them like walking in the streets to then performing the show. Like it is, it is a great moment of the film. However, yeah. I think that song serves so much of a purpose and that happens. And then there's no change in what the treatment those people are getting from PT. No. So it, that's, for me, what really bothers me is because it seems like something that they should be singing to him 
because he's the one that's treating them poorly. He has become, again, the thing he promised to basically save them from. Right. And to me, because that song is so powerful and it tells a story, I think it should be directed towards him. And I feel like yes. that moment, uh, there's no like repercussions of him being a dick in that moment. Right. Now, I do want to talk about, very briefly, every time that this song is performed live. Because Kiala Settle, who is fucking amazing, cries every time she sings it. It's true. And I, wor- I worry about her. I feel like as... Okay, what are we doing? We're tipping over. No, no, no. I dropped okay. my hand. Um, you know, especially kids in the theater. We've all had well, the moments of everyone being like, you're a weirdo, which, you know what? Yeah, we are. And that's why the song has to exist. I'm a gleek. Like, what? Like, <laughs> Please don't be. <laughs> like, my problem... My only problem is... And this maybe this is because of the way I was, like, taught in college is like there has you have to protect yourself from the material you cannot invest so deeply in it that it hurts you well i don't think it's like a method thing that's my thing i don't think it's oh no 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 no. i I don't think it's i don't think it's like daniel day lewis method I just think it's like she's connecting so hard to it where it's like, this is my life. This is what I've connected to. And like, that is a great way to convey the song. But like, I just worry every time that she cries, I'm like, mama, don't sing this song if you're going to get so upset about it. Well, I think like, there's, I'm, personally, if I was projecting onto her, I think there's, um, there's what the song is saying and what it means to her. And then there's where it came from in the season of her life and what, what that did for her, because she really hadn't done much film work before this. And it really catapulted her into in front of an audience that she would have otherwise had, because she was obviously like a big Broadway name, but like now so many people know her from this film. And so maybe she has an appreciation and like an attachment from it. Okay. Like maybe we can look at it as a positive way and hope that that's why she's crying. Maybe it's happy tears. Okay, okay. I just, I, again, my, 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 it's just worry for me. I just want her to be okay. That's that's literally it. It's nothing else other than, like, I don't want her to cry from being in a sad place. I think she's just such a passionate person and a performer, and I think that carries over, and that's why she's such a great performer, but I think she just has so much passion for everything she does. Okay, good. Okay, that's, well, that's I, I hope I that's feel. what it is. I, do I hope too. that's what it I is. I don't want her to be sad either. <laughs> okay, good. Good, good, good. Okay, so Jenny Lind is going on tour and Barnum oh, of America. She She's become such a popular hit that she's going to go on tour in America. And P.T. Barnum is going to go with her. Well, Anne, who the fuck is Anne? Oh, Zendaya. Zendaya. So, Still. So, excuse me. Oh, so she goes out on a night for herself. She goes to the theater and she goes to the box office. She goes, I have a ticket for P.T. Barnum. And he goes, oh yeah, here's your two tickets. And she goes, oh, it's only supposed to be one. Well, Philip shows up. Oof. But didn't Kiala Settle's character tell her to do this? I'm pretty sure she did. Well, yeah, yeah. He had showed up and she's like, don't you have somewhere to be? Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. So he runs and Philip is there and he goes, I didn't think you'd be here if, if I told you I was coming. I didn't think you'd show up. So, uh, 
they she's like i've never been to the theater before and so he takes her arm and she starts walking up the steps and he runs into his parents his racist kkk motherfucking parents not okay yes (laughs) not okay listen were they wearing their hoods in the theater no did they go home and put their hoods on probably okay they're not good people so they say you sir philip my son my son (laughs) my boy (laughs) my boy this is my boy oh poor Cedric's dad he goes you've forgotten your place and he goes if this is my place then i don't want any part of it well and still runs away well because they said for coming here with the help are you fucking kidding me first of all i have don't yet pour to see... another shot stop stop it. i have Nathan, yet to see stop it he's not don't stopping. you yell at me i have yet to see academy award winner octavia spencer or octavia nope or academy award winner viola davis from the help in this film in this film. So why are they talking to Zendaya like this? She has a Golden Globe. She's the second woman of color to ever win a Golden Globe. She's incredible. Okay, no more shots. We're done with shots. Oh, I think that's wise. Okay. Let me. Okay. Let me so throw this his parents down. suck. Luckily, luckily, um, he. Before going after her, he stands up to them. He says, yes. "How basically, you're old, rich, and white, and no one cares what you think because you're wrong and your beliefs are flawed and yes. terrible. Yes. So he goes back to the tent, the, the museum. He goes back to the museum and he says, listen, hey, hi. Hello. And she goes, hi. You don't understand. Why are you texting our group chat right now? I'm not. I already did it. I'm not doing it right now. It's done. Okay. So he goes, listen, he goes, enough. So (laughs) enough of you. So he goes, hi. And she goes, hi. And he goes, I'm sorry. And she goes, listen, here's the thing. I'm not concerned about you. I'm concerned about how people would look at us. Yep. That's what I'm concerned about. Mama, now we get, and this, I'm going to quote what I wrote specifically. Okay. In my notes. We now get rewrite the motherfucking stars. The best song in this entire film. I love this song. I don't well, it might objectively be the best, but it's not my favorite that always hypes me up. However, however. What is your favorite that hypes however, you up? However, the last one. <gasps> From now on? Yes. I Okay, 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 we'll okay. Get okay. There. We'll get We're going to talk about it. But okay, so it. Rewrite the Stars opens, opens with Zac Efron saying you to me specifically, Samantha oh. Kelsey Werner. Oh, oh, you no. know I want you. <laughs> and every time he says it, I go, "Oh, baby, I know you do," and it makes it's me not feel a so good. I tried to hide. Why would you, I baby? Know you want we me. can be together. 
So don't keep saying your hands are tied. <sighs> I love him so Your much. claim is not in the cards, but faith is pulling you miles away. And now to reach from me, you know you're here in my heart. So who can stop me if I decide that you're, you're my, my destiny? destiny? Here's my favorite thing that Zac Efron does. He doesn't belt this. He no, mixes he it. He, he goes, what if we rewrite the stars? Because he is a man Say of many talents. Absolutely. Mama, mama, let me, let me, let's talk about something real quick. Let's talk that about my... Zac Efron. No, that's not oh. about Zac Efron. Let's talk oh. about vocal technique for a second. Okay. My friend Dana Castling, who was the swing in my production of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Um, did you see You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown? I did. She was the girl with the yellow hair who did the fire announcement as Peppermint Patty. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Here's the thing. Me and her had a very, very long conversation about belting versus um, protecting your vocal health. And there's a there's a stigma in Broadway right now. Oh, I'm getting real about how everything has to be belted to the point where you get vocal damage and are no longer able to sing anymore when you could, when you could, when you were absolutely able to mix the note. Nathan. What? I don't have a head voice, so I have to belt. Learn how to mix. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, (laughs) Yeah, he is very talented. And what I love is um, the other day I like listened to a song from the first High School Musical when he didn't sing because no one ever. Oh, when it was Drew. um, What's his name? I don't know. No one knew how to tell teach this very attractive young boy to sing, and then it's clearly not him. And then now to where he has progressed to in his talent and vocal control is incredible and i just drew seeley his name is drew seeley yes i think zach efron is truly in many many ways a triple threat and i love him and i will marry him and michael knows and he allows it yes so we're rewriting the stars yes say that you were made to be my nothing can keep us apart you'd be the one i was meant to find it's up to you and it's up to me no one can say what we're meant to be. So why don't we rewrite the stars? Wow, that's bad. It's Maybe high. Maybe the it's world high. could be ours tonight. And Zendaya's like, listen, here's the thing. You think this is easy because you're white and you have money. It's and, not that easy. Yeah. It's not It's not as easy as you saying you love me. Right, because, because it's not. Because I love you too. Yes. But that's not enough. But the two of them were together in public and his parents in front of her like said terrible things. So if I mean that's those were her fears and it's exactly what happened. And it's sad. Yes. Yes. And so she goes yeah yeah yeah. And she's like she's like it feels impossible. He's like it's not impossible. She's like is it possible? And they're swinging around. Mama, oh, 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 they're swinging it's around. It's so good. It's so good. It's beautiful. So, and she did uh, those. She learned the lira. Is that the round one? I think that's what it's called. Um, she did that. So she does. I think 
almost all of it. Like a, she, they had a stunt person for her, but I think they they didn't. They used it like minimally used that girl. What? Like she did most of it herself. You know like, what? I I assumed because she seems like the kind of performer to be like mm-hmm. I want to learn how to do this. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, she now, was very committed. Here's my question. Yes, absolutely. Okay, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> Ask is, the question. <laughs> yes, is when will a boy perform aerial stunts to win my heart? I think when you are in um, a performance space rigged for aerial stunts. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. I was ready for a different answer, but okay. I thought you I were going to say like when you're in a place where you're mentally healthy. <laughs> Maybe the two things will happen at once. That's all I hope for you. <laughs> Listen. Um, also, please, I'd like to remind you to go rewatch or, or if you haven't already watch that video of Cynthia Revo singing, rewrite the stars. I'm not going to let it go. You have to go watch it. It is your homework. I will check your work when you turn it in. Mm -hmm. Um, also I'd like to, uh, very quickly shout out, uh, my friend Chrissy who gave me $15, for the that rounds on you hey, this rounds Chrissy. on you fun you uh, got a lot of shots for nathan today for correctly saying the words la jolla instead of la jolla oh i almost just spit out beer yeah so thank you chrissy that yes thank you so much um so okay so we're we're back to the plot um <laughs> yes. and charity asks Oh, okay. So she's she's with Barnum. We've we've we switched. In. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. They kiss. They have love. They they kiss. They kiss feelings. Okay, cut to Charity, and Charity asks Barnum, "When will enough be enough?" Because yeah. they already have everything that she wants, and he's like, "I'm everything gonna leave." He thinks she wants. Well. And then Don't also, he keeps setting all these goals. He's like, oh, I just want this. I just want this. I just want this. And he keeps hitting them. And then he's like, oh, I want new goals. And it's good to have new goals. But he has no work-life balance. He is not prioritizing his family. He is not prioritizing his marriage. He is not prioritizing no. his children. Correct. He is prioritizing his weird hang-up obsession about society and fitting in and yes. money. And it's just annoying. And I understand this is not, again, this is not a criticism on Hugh Jackman. This is not even, this is not even a criticism on the writing. This is probably a reality situation. Like this man was yeah. just had issues no, 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 with the way society was structured in this time frame. Well, here's the thing. He's like, I have to make his money. So he leaves with Jenny and his daughters chase him. Kelsey, please talk about tightrope because I, I literally cannot even fathom what that song is saying. She's sad because he left and um i'll be honest i skip it i normally skip it me too or i'm 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 thinking of i'm not paying attention and then i realize i'm halfway through it and then i skip it i don't i just i don't try and listen to it michelle williams is amazing i cannot get behind this song and do you know who sings it do you you're gonna love this do you know who sings it on the reimagined album please guess no please guess uh, Michelle. Okay, let me. Mich- um, Alanis Morissette. Sarah Bareilles. <laughs> I have no issues with her. I just think it's funny. I saw her in concert. If you'll refer I, to my I Instagram, remember. I recall. Anyway, okay. Um, she does a great song. She does a good song. So she does a good Charity job on Grace- the song. Yeah, I don't so know. Char- she just wants. 
she she doesn't know what to do to make him stop because she has been happy from the beginning with just him and yes he's been able to 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 reach these milestones and give her these things and yes they make her happy but she didn't need them to be happy she was already happy and all she wants is for him to understand and she just can't make him understand and i don't know there's a type rope involved i guess probably because it's a circus that's that's the connection so charity raises the kids and they're all desperately miss him while uh Oh, and Philip is running the circus while he's gone. Right. And he's like, why are you leaving? Like, you need to, like, fucking, like, distribute yeah, the people your come time to see appropriately. You. Yeah. So the protests are getting worse and worse. And this is uh, this is also spliced with Jenny's successful tour uh, with incredible reviews. Well, there is sexual fucking tension between him and Jenny. Well, just from Jenny's side, because he does love his family. And she, she doesn't try to kiss him, but, like, you can see that that's where it's headed. Yeah. And he's like, I need to leave. And she goes, oh, so I was just another one of your little acts. And he goes, no, no, no. I was just, like, listen, what I'm the fuck? Married. And she's like, I, yeah. And she's like, I'm leaving. He's like, if you leave, it'll ruin me. And she's like, you've already ruined me. Yeah, by what? Like, this is another jump around that I feel like isn't properly set up. Like, yes, there's sexual tension between these people, but I feel like it's just introduced. Like, they really, when she does the thing at the after party where she's like, oh, I understand what it's like to be an outcast. It seems very platonic and it seems genuine, just like an understanding of of similar stories. And so this is just another point that irks me where it's very jumpy. And yeah. it really skips any buildup to get here. It relies on the audi- us as the viewers making a lot of assumptions, like to forgive oh, them for this job. She's lonely. She misses home, so she's like, and she's having all this success, and he's like the reason. So maybe that's why. But again, they didn't tell us that. They didn't show us yeah. that. That's all up to us to assume that because well, it's bad storytelling because the writing is bad. Well, yes. So she goes back and she sings a little. Repri- she sings her song. She sings mm-hmm. Stamper and Up. She looks good. Well, well my, she looks good, but she is emotional. She is she crying. Is mad. And during bows, she you know gestures for Barnum to come out. And he comes out and hey, he's hesitant. He's like, he's hesitant. He is. He understands like, that there's an issue. Yeah, and he's like, "Thank you for doing this." And she kisses him. Well, they mama they get a picture of it. Oh, and she goes, did that. It was malicious on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was half, I think it was half malicious, half, I wanted to kiss you. She did want to kiss him, and she could have done it in a way that did not. First of all, she could have listened when he said no the first time. That's the first thing she could have done. Second Men are of all, also sexually assaulted. It's true. And second of all, she could have not done it in a manipulative way that not only because he says, if you quit, you're going to ruin me. And she's like, good, that's what I want. And she goes, oh, and on top of that, on top of that, I will also ruin your family because I am the devil. Okay. She doesn't say that. No, she's not the devil, but she, she, I think she makes an impulsive decision based out of rejection and rage and doesn't think about the fact that there are a lot of other lives at stake. So she's like, he's like, what was that? And she goes, that was goodbye. Okay, cut to the pro- the protesters cause problems at the circus. Well, they start kind of attacking everybody at the circus, and the circus fights back, and they set the building on fire. Okay. Well, Barnum comes back from his tour just in time to hear that the museum the is burning engines. down. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, he runs to the building, and Anne is trapped inside. Well, Philip rushes in after her. Well, right as he runs into the building, she runs out from a different direction, and Barnum goes in to try to save Philip. Well, Mama, as soon as he runs in, the building collapses. Yep. How is anybody alive? So, he... And then they realize the brother was out the whole time. Yes, he, like, yes, walks yes, yes. up. He was like, oh, I was just over... I was over there. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, they were concerned about Anne, not the brother. No, it was... He was... He had Anne out, and Anne was like, what about... I forget his name. I'm so terrible, because I have... No, no, no. Her, his brother... Her brother was out. I watched it this afternoon. Her brother okay. was out. I watched it last week, so you've watched you are it wrong. recently. I'll medium accept that. Okay. But I don't Absolutely. feel that it's correct. They were more concerned about Anne. In any... Annie, Anne, Eway. Um, I don't believe you, but you can keep going. You cannot <laughs> believe me. You're still wrong. So, was the brother the... out, and he was like, "Where's Anne?" And yes, then she that came is what up? happened. Okay, I just had him backwards. So he yes, goes in to get her, and then Anne comes from back here, and she's like, "I was Correct. over there." Yes. Okay. So I yes, was half right. You were just wrong. Um, no. So I was half wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so uh philip brings i'm sorry nope barnum brings philip out and philip is rushed to the hospital and the circus is completely okay. burned to the ground this is the part where my neighbor friend here sobbing when like his when he spirit, carried philip like, out cannot breathe. well like the fire and then and then when zach efron's in the hospital and i was like I was like, do you, have you lost someone to a fire? Like I was, I was like, this man. You like, leaned over while eating more. your AMC covered popcorn. Yeah. Um, sir. Are sir, you, did you sir, lose you someone a to tissue? a fire, sir? Did your son die in a fire? Sir, are you an arsonist? <laughs> like, it, like I was concerned because he was, he was frail. He was a frail older man. I mean, and I same. was like, is this man breathing? He was hi like hyperventilating. When Zac Efron was in the hospital, and I was okay, like, I am also really, upset. I wish y'all could have experienced me watching P.S. I Love You for the first time. Because this, it sounds like this man was me. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I was upset because I wanted him to live and I didn't know that he was going to. I assumed he was. But, sure. you know, no one likes to see their, their husband in pain. And my husband was in pain. <laughs> so then this man, like, I was like pulled out of the moment. I was like, my amount of concern has now shifted to this old man. Is he okay? Right, 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 right. So, anyways, um, we're in the hospital, and Zac Efron's yeah. there. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, the critic comes out and says, the, oh, he goes, hey, Barnum, don't worry. This is like the next day. Yeah. And he goes, Barnum, He's sitting don't worry. in the rubble. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, Barnum, don't worry. The people who, who caused this fire, they were called. And he goes, by the way, I never liked your show. But, first of all, probably not the thing to say. Yeah, but In he's honest. Moment. I like this character. I truly do. Me too, I because think... he keeps him grounded. He keeps mm -hmm. Peter Barnum grounded. Yeah, and it, it feels very critic to me. Like, and it he feels goes, true. Yeah, he says, I never liked your show, but some people like to, and other critics might have called it a celebration of, excuse me, humanity. Mm -hmm. And and he goes, what are you going to do? And he goes, well, we'll probably use the the funds from... Jenny Lynn's tour to rebuild. Excuse me, to rebuild. And he goes, Oh, you don't know. Yeah. And he shows him a newspaper of him kissing Jenny Lynn. Yeah. And Jenny has quit. 
while he rushes home and Charity leaves him and she goes, you were in love with yourself and your show and not with your family. And he goes, this is your home. And he goes, she goes, the bank evicted us. And he, she goes, here's the thing. You never asked me. And if yep. you had, I would have said yes, because I fucking love you. And I didn't mind the risk that you were taking because we were in it together. It just include me in major life decisions. Well, and that is the very least that somebody can ask when it, you know, fucking affects in a marriage. Don't. We don't have time. We don't have time, Nathan. <laughs> we do not have time. Don't. Oh, we have all the time. <laughs> okay. So she's edited leaving. out. Redacted. <laughs> oh. So Barnum got. I fucking love you. Barnum goes <laughs> to uh to drink his problems away because that is a healthy decision. Coping mechanism. Ma'am. So. <laughs> so. What was I talking about? So he he's goes in to the drink, bar. Or he's in the bar and the and the circus troupe pops up. And they're like, we f- I fucking knew you would be here. And Letty goes, here's the thing. You gave us a family and we don't want to give that up now. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't understand Hugh Jackman's range because <laughs> he sings so low. It's a whisper. I saw the sun begin to dance. Like when you, when I listen to it, right. I'm listening. I'm listening. And like, we've had, we've had never enough reprise. We've had the tightrope. Then I've skipped the tightrope. Right. And then I always, I've accidentally hit pause because it's like 28 seconds. And I'm like, I don't hear anything because he's whispering it. And I'm like, even if you're going to whisper it in the movie, maybe on the soundtrack recording, you could have sung it. Okay, Kelsey, I fucking love you because I 1,000% agree with you. And he he sings this song. He's like, you know what? I am going to help you. And from now on, these eyes will not be blinded by the light. From now on, what's waited till tomorrow, tomorrow starts, starts tonight. tonight. Let this promise in me start. Like an anthem in my heart from now on, from now on. Here's the thing. When he's at the top of his range, well, when it's higher, it sounds like he is at the top of his range. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot sing a higher note than the one I am singing now. Yeah, it sounds almost painful. Me singing <laughs> anything ever at all. So, <laughs> so from now on. So, okay, here's my problem with the song. I understand, Kelsey, I need you to understand what I'm about to say. Okay. I get that it's a movie. I understand that he was in a recording booth and recorded the song and simply had to lip sync to it. But when I tell you that this man is singing in a dead ass sprint to chase a train down I singing at the singing at the top of his range some concerns about I the have, realism involved i have medium concern about the realism in a suit also he's also sprinting in a suit like an anthem in my heart like That's sir you good. are That's quite good 
Thank you. Uh, it's because it was written for a man, and I'm finally singing in a key written for <laughs> a man. Doesn't happen often. Uh, no, it really doesn't. <laughs> so it's like, sir, you are running. <laughs> you are running after a train. I just, I have one concern. Maybe even two. It's <laughs> your lung capacity. Like, sir, like, sir, as, as someone who did Footloose the musical as the lead character, Ren McCormick, um, humble I can, I, humble bro, how the humblest, I, I was horribly miscast, um, but <laughs> I will tell you that I have run on a treadmill while singing. Yeah. Kenny Rogers Footloose. Um, but like, it, it's like, you can't do this. No, yeah. It's all right. He, Five minutes later, he's riding an elephant down the street, so we don't have to believe anything. Anymore. I will, I will now, fight everyone. This okay because I, I think the reason this is my favorite song is actually because the reimagined album. The reimagined album. It's performed by the Zach Brown Band, and it is so Ooh. good. And you know what? They sing it at the appropriate volume, volume the entire time. It is now, worth your time. Now I do know that Kelly Clarkson does rewrite the stars, mm, or does she I do think never? She enough. does never enough. She does never okay, enough, I'm sorry. and it's probably the most valid cover of never enough that i've heard i would love to hear adele do never enough i would kill myself i would unalive myself (laughs) if she could do me that kindness i Um, would listen to adele sing a phone book yep and be happy okay we we don't have the time we don't. But you should listen to the reimagined album. But also, yes. too, I'm going to mention this because I'm going to put it on our Instagram stories yeah. when we drop this. Um, there was like a TikTok trend, like over quarantine, where I guess people like remembered that this movie existed. And this guy like made a TikTok where he was he was like, oh, first time watching it, and he's sitting on the couch, and then he's like, fourth time watching it, and he's doing full choreo with. Oh his yeah, song. yeah, yeah. So then it's like was trending, and so if you go on TikTok and just search like from now on. Or greatest showman like it's just like endless 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 movies and or videos of people doing that and one of my favorite favorite one was in london a group of people did it and it was during quarantine and they did it and they went down the west end and they do it like they do <gasps> different parts of the choreography in front of all the different closed Aww. theaters and it's so good i love it so much i'll post if, it if this video gets 200 if this if wow if this recording gets 200 views me and kelsey will learn the from now on dance yes we um, will and so will killian <laughs> yes killian i fucking love him um he's fucking wild he so uh, okay so philip we cut to philip he wakes up in the hospital to finally Anne. they kiss they're in love they kid. She's basically so, like, it, you were right. It doesn't matter because I know I almost lost you and any mm-hmm. like being with you and we can do anything as long as you're not dead. So, yes. So Barnum goes to the beach to see Charity and apologizes and she just wants the man she married. Mm-hmm. Honey. <laughs> it's not a big S- ask. Now, not a lot of people can understand that. <laughs> But it's not a big ass, and he they they communicate their needs to each other in a healthy way. You're gonna so, be okay. So we cut to P.T. Barnum is uh, outside of his theater that has been burnt to the ground, and he's like, "Listen, nobody, no bank in America is gonna lend me the money to rebuild." And Philip says, "Now here's the thing." I used to have everything. I used to be invited to every party, but 
since I met you, I don't have any of that. But since I met you, I have joy in my life. I enjoy fucking living. Yes. Go to therapy. So <laughs> basically uh, everything that P.T. Barnum said to him in that first song when he's like, yeah, live your life. Like yeah. live authentically. So, so he says, but I also knew who I was working with. And since, because I got 10% of the show, I, I took my earnings weekly. Uh, so I can invest in us rebuilding if I become a full partner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good for him. Good for yes. him. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. And he goes, well, and Barnum goes, well, I don't know if we could afford a building. He goes, what about a tent? Okay. So. We're back to the beginning. We're back to the greatest show. Mm-hmm. And Hugh Jackman looks at Zac Efron and he goes, you have to take over. And he goes, well, what are you going to do? And he goes, I'm going to go watch my fucking family. I'm going to be with my family. Yep. And we get, this is the greatest show. Oh. The runaways are running the night. Oh, oh. wait. Yeah. yeah Impossible you comes through. It's again over, over you. you. This is the greatest show. Okay, Ooh, so we're stomping our feet again. We're clapping our hands. Mama, some more it's incredible. Zendaya still has pink hair. She's still swinging around. Mama, so he gives uh, Philip the top hat. He takes over the show. He goes to spend time with his family. He gets to the theater where his daughter is performing a ballet recital with a fucking elephant. I hated Man. this. I the was so literal. Upset. I'm like, so you were like, okay. Real quick, ripe as basically as I the need all the attention on up, me. As the he is a Leo. Up, I'm gonna bail on this show. Yep. I'm gonna bail on this show, and I'm also gonna I need take, an elephant. I'm gonna take part of the show with me. Yes. I'm gonna take an elephant, and then I'm gonna ride it down the street as yes. though it was my vehicle. Mama, where did he tie that elephant up to? How did that elephant know where to go? Okay, so first of all, if you've ever seen the Wild Thornberry movie. Uh, he probably just like pressed behind its ear to turn it left and right. He didn't know. He didn't you have don't know. previous training on that elephant. He's a zoologist. I'm that telling you now. Was also pretty poorly CGI'd. <laughs> well, okay. So I'm very upset about the elephant. He I watches his daughters perform, and finally, finally, he is happy. That was the greatest show. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Me. Kelsey. It was enjoyable. It was an enjoyable show. Was it the greatest show? No. It was an okay show. Will I watch show. it again? Yes, I will watch it again. <laughs> because of Zac Efron? Yeah. And Zendaya. Absolutely. I love Zendaya. And the music. And the and every aspect of it that isn't the movie is why I watch that movie. Absolutely. Kelsey, did you have fun? I had so much fun. I've been looking forward to this so much. I hope people agree with us because when I say all this to people, a lot of times they get really mad at me. So I really hope you guys all agree with me and understand that every single aspect of this movie is incredible and this movie is trash. Yes. And you know what? You can still enjoy it. I'm not hating. I I still watch this movie because there are parts of it I really enjoy and people should get to enjoy things. And if you think this movie is not trash, that's fine. I don't want you to not enjoy it. I just hate it, but I love it. It's like a guilty pleasure. Ah, I, I love it. Everyone gets to have what they want. To, I don't like that makes it. I just happy. fucking hate it, but I love it. I love it. It's like, like literally this whole time I'm like, I'm going to watch this movie after this and I'm going to get so mad. Yes. <laughs> but I'm going to do it. Yes. Do you I'm have anything to plug while you're here? 
Um, yes, make sure, as previously mentioned, you like and subscribe to this podcast and you follow us on Instagram. And review. Please review. Leave reviews. Text this episode to all your friends. Anyone you've ever watched Greatest Showman with, text this episode to them. Text them a link and say, watch this. Listen to this podcast. Oh, I'm tagging Hugh Jackman in this. <laughs> oh, I'm going to send it to my husband, Zach Efron. And then also um, check out the Dude Thoughts podcast. Yeah. Also on the um, we uh, did Apple a we or did Spotify. an episode with them for uh, Book of Mormon. That was yes. our Book of Mormon episode. And Nathan's been on multiple episodes um, on their podcast as well. Yeah, check so it out. They're really cool. Out. They've got a plethora any topic you can think of. They've probably talked about it. So check it out. It's great times. And I think that's all. And it's been two hours so yeah. the length of this film <laughs> yes so an hour and 46 minutes but to be fair we also talk about the history of this this show it's true too. we did a lot so um so i please like kelsey said please rate review and subscribe and uh next episode is our final episode of the season and i i promise if you've made it this far in the episode y'all are not ready for what is coming y'all's way You're it gonna, is gonna you guys be are gonna die wild.com slash gov slash edu it is wild i truly so, cannot wait for this episode to drop people so, are gonna be so excited for well, no that's not it so <laughs> like a person who has drunk too much in the end of every show it is time to black out